prior to that, for every any social project, people within the administration would resist the use of digital means, saying, oh, but poor people don't have phones, they, don't, they may not know how to register because they don't know how to read and write, etc., etc. So what everybody found out, what we, uh, as the digital ministry, we were already very convinced of, was that when you offer people something that makes sense to them, they know how to use it. And they, they were very fond of a mobile payment as well. Hi, my name is Mili Begovic. And I'm Cal Zhoff. Welcome to the Innovation Dividend, the podcast that explores how innovation in society and governments is unleashing new solutions and approaches to stubborn development problems. Today, we speak with Sina Lawson, Minister of Postal Affairs and Digital Economy in the Togo government, and Shigun Bakari, the Senior Advisor to the Togo President, about Novisi, a fully digital cash transfer scheme aimed at workers in the informal sector. We hear about how they built a program serving over 12% of the population from scratch in just 10 days in response to COVID-19, that they built it to pay out more to women than men, and how they successfully reached the vulnerable populations by doing some very non-digital things. Minister Sina Lawson has held her post since 2013. She was featured twice in Forbes' Top 20 Youngest Power Women in Africa, and she received the Harvard Kennedy School Alumni Public Service Award last year. She was the first African woman political figure to receive that award. Minister Sina Lawson, Mr. Shegun Bakari, uh, thank you for your time and thank you for joining us at the Innovation Dividend Podcast. Thank you for having us here. Could you tell us a little bit how the uh, digitally enabled cash transfer scheme for workers in the informal sector has started? Like the rest of the world, we were hit by the COVID crisis. And our government uh, decided to implement social distancing measures, including curfews and also the, we had to close certain cities, the capital city. Before applying these rules, the president of uh, Togo told us, asked us to find a, a system by which we would put together to, to, to create a platform to enable a cash transfer for the people who would be the most impacted by uh, social distancing measures. So the Novisi program is really uh, was built and designed in order to help those people who are the most vulnerable of the Togolese population and the most impacted by the anti-COVID measures. And we're talking about the informal sector. We're talking about people who are street uh, vendors. We're talking about uh, uh, hairdressers. We're talking about uh, 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 motorcycle taxi uh, drivers who uh, could no longer um, work because of these measures. How did you reach out to these different groups who typically might not have a great deal of contact with government or maybe show up in government registries? They actually do show up in registries. You know, these people, in, uh, we, we, we decided that we were going to register them, uh, but in an all digital uh, manner. We needed to um, make sure that uh, we could identify them, but we couldn't afford to have them come to any administration to get registered. So the idea we, we implemented was to use the national the voters' ID because we recently had 
an election. So we, we had access to the up-to-date voters database. And it's important because the, in this database, there are 3.6 million inhabitants, and which is pretty much half of Togolese population. And as you know, Togo, like many other African countries, have, has uh, half of its population uh, who are below, below 18. When it comes to the system that was put in place to provide these transfers, what was built as part of the response to the COVID crisis and what was already there when you started responding to the crisis? We were very well aware that the majority of the people we would target would not have a smartphone. So we wanted to register them using a short code. It's actually a star 855 hashtag just to make sure that they would be able to register. So the platform did not exist. It took us maybe 10 days. It was a night and day type of work. The, the team really worked very hard and to pull this up. And it took us 10 days to build the platform. The decision was that we needed to build an end-to-end solution to manage uh, the registration process, to track disbursement, uh, to be able to see in real time uh, who was getting the funding, where these people were located, etc. So we built pretty much the platform in 10 days. In terms of what existed prior to that, it was the first, the first time we were doing this. So not much existed. We had some projects where we needed to have a, a, a USSD platform, but nothing compared to that. I mean, we did in 2017, I think, a project with the Ministry of Agriculture where, where we designed a platform to give subsidies to um, vulnerable farmers. So we did have projects like this where we were targeting uh, a group of population and tried to help them, but Pretty much it was subsidies, so it was not the same type of approach. Have you previously built platforms in 10 days, or is this something that's new? It was new. I mean, it, 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 it was new. We had no... I mean, we were super motivated because we were telling them that, imagine we're going to help all these people who need it. it and the guys worked really hard and be, because they believed in it and because for us all it was sure that this was going to be such a transparent project. And we wanted this, we wanted to set new, a new rule for the future. Every time we were saying we need to succeed because if we succeed from now on, every time we're going to spend money to help the poorest of our citizens, it's going to be traceable. We're going to be able to have a dashboard in real time. So everybody was really excited. Shegun? Yeah. <laughs> I think transparency was, I think, the, at the, was one of the foundation of this program because uh, when we start this program, we think we will, we will send a lot of money uh, to the people and we need to be sure that everybody uh, at any time can, have, can get the exact data on how many, how, how many people are beneficiaries, how, how much money we send There is a very interesting feature of the program where a decision is deliberately made that women receive more funding than men. Now, we have seen in the past that in post-disasters or post-crisis contexts, uh, many development and humanitarian organizations use grants, use the conditionality that um, women can apply if they have the land register, and they use this to sort of try to tilt the power balance in in, in in the society. 
However, you're doing this on the go in the middle of the crisis in the emergency context. Could you tell us a little bit about what has driven this decision in the, in, in the scheme? The Novici program was designed to support households. And so if you want to support a household, you want to support a family, women are, are in general, they nurture the households more than more than male that's what we've seen in 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 togo and and in west africa so that was something we were thinking let's let's make sure that the money that we spend goes to the family goes to the kids and and who else than the the mother of the family to to make that happen so so that was number one and there were over over uh, considerations such as the the, the number of women we, that are in the informal sector. The majority of the informal sector is really composed of women, uh, you know, who are uh, resellers, dressmakers, hairdressers. So again, it was, it was a way to make sure that we were targeting the right people. What has been uh, the response of the public to this decision? The fact that um, the president decided that women would get more than men also was appreciated. They were, it was appreciated by women, of course, but by a lot of people because the rationale was very clear. We're helping families. We are going through women to help families. And I think that was a message that was very easy to understand. And also a lot of women felt recognized. Their role was recognized and their ability to manage uh, funds was also recognized. This is a 100% digitally enabled process. I'm wondering if this is something that is common for other governmental services or is it peculiar to the uh, Novici program? And what are some of the new discoveries that came out of uh, pursuing a 100% digitally enabled process as you were doing this? Well, it's the first in Togo. So that's, that's the first in Togo. There's another thing is that prior to that, for every any social project, people within the administration would resist the use of digital means saying, oh, but poor people don't have phones. They, don't, they may not know how to register because they don't know how to read and write, etc., etc." So what everybody found out, what we, uh, as the digital ministry, we were already very convinced of was that when you offer people something that makes sense to them, they know how to use it. And they, they were very fond of a mobile payment as well. So that was something that, because when you're a, a, a digital minister and you're saying, oh, we, we should use mobile payment, it's just like you saying that you're the digital minister. But when you have such a widespread adoption of something and you've been saying for years, we should use this means of payment, then it, it showcases, it's a proof of concept. And that was very important. I think this really points out to a very unorthodox way of, of doing work um, inside the public sector. Usually we would see the government develop a policy, implement a policy, design a program and deliver it. And you have had to collapse the policy and delivery um, in, in one. You, you've had a platform done in, in 10 days. And in day one, in the country of 7.7 .7 million, 4 million were signing onto the platform. Could you tell us about the challenges that you encounter day to day 
and how did you work to address them in order to remove some of those barriers? You mentioned, for example, people tuning into the radio to say, I didn't receive my NOVC. One issue was on the first day, the congestion of the USSD platform. The platform was not built to have 4.4 million attempts. So when it crashed, telecom operators had to upgrade their platforms to make sure that it, could, it was strong enough to, to, to support these uh, registration attempts. We, we had to follow social distancing measures, so uh, a lot of people tried to cash out, and we wanted to avoid to have groups of people in the streets queuing to be able to get to the agency or to get wherever to cash out. So we uh, were sending out messages to encourage people to transact without having to cash out while making sure that telecom operators, agencies, and distributors were putting in place all the social distancing within the, within the stores. We, we, we would go and, and uh, visit some of the stores. We would have people taking pictures to send us pictures to, 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 to tell us that Oh, you know, there is a, a group of people in, in at a particular place. Is it related to Novici? We said we would go check to make sure that we weren't creating a situation where people would gather uh, while we, we were trying to promote social distancing. So these were the things that we had to look into to make sure. We also we also worked. We 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 hired a a call center to make sure that there was a toll free uh, number that people could call every time they faced any difficulty. So they would interact with a human being saying, this is, this is me, this is my, my ID, and this is the problem I'm facing. So there was a lot of work that we set up uh, in the back end to make sure that the service was delivered. What are some of the possibilities that are enabled by this platform that you might use in the future? Because you've built a fully digital process, presumably you can get analytics, you can target specific groups of people, maybe build in more sophisticated workflows. So what are some of the possibilities from your perspective? We, we have secured $72 million from the World Bank to implement comprehensive ID system. And, and we're going to launch the project later this year, like I mentioned. And this project will have other components, such as the creation of a single social registry. So all the social safety, safety net schemes of in Togo will be based on registering Togolese. So this Novisi project is a project that serves as the methodology of uniquely identifying beneficiaries, having a database where you can segment between male, female, their locations, their occupations. This type of methodology from now on will be used for all safety, social safety net projects in, 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 in Togo, including every project that has to do with financial uh, inclusion and sponsored by the state. So from now on, projects that are designed to support people, categories of people will be using mobile payments. Novici scheme is designed as a response to the pandemic. And as such, I would assume it has an expiration date. What are some of the aspects of the scheme that you think would be valuable to keep after the pandemic? One of the big lessons from Novici, Novici project was the fact that there is a big demand uh, from the 
population from the ground of some kind of uh, universal ultra-basic income. You know, we need to create some kind of community and the people can know that the government and state will be there if they, they are facing um, uh, a, a very difficult, a very difficult. I think that's why we will walk through a worry program to to, to develop this social registry. But in my perspective, maybe the future we will think about uh, how we can uh, institute on the long-term basis this, this type of uni- universal ultra-basic income. Maybe it could be in exchange of different, uh, different, different things. Minister Lawson, is your ministry supporting other parts of the government on the COVID-19 response? Yes, we're supporting the Ministry of Health. They're now using a digital tablet to register COVID cases. So in terms of we're supporting the Ministry of Health, we're supporting the general public also because the ministry was helping the, the, the national coordination in charge of fighting the COVID along with the Ministry of Health to communicate using digital means. We are also working with the Ministry of Agriculture. Uh, the Ministry of Agriculture, we're going to launch within the next few days um, a new digital platform to, for farmers where, uh, in, where we give them vouchers to acquire pesticides, uh, fertilizers, uh, to rent tractors so that they can start producing during these um, trying times. Like the president of Togo said, uh, we want to make sure that if people don't die of COVID, they don't die of hunger. So both any project that aims at helping people, making sure that production continues during this period of time is really also crucial to, 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 to ensure that we post-COVID or even if not post-COVID, to ensure that really the next few months we're not going to have a major economic crisis. We've spoken a fair bit about the technology components of all this. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the human side of technology here. So how does the ministry think about um, questions like usability or or helping uh, people make use of technology? There are a few things. The first is that with technology, it enables accountability. So everything we do, we can show the beneficiaries, the general population, Uh, what we do and the impact of what we do. And I think it's very important in terms of helping people to use the technology. Again, when we used a USSD platform, that was easy because it's a a short code of three letters. What we also know is that there is a lot of education that is going on using the radio system, using voice communications so that people uh, understand the the benefits of, of, of using digitals and also we help them with telling them how to do so we have lots of tutorials the tutorials that are uh, conceived as a radio ads so uh, it, it's it's quite easy but again i have to tell you that people uh, didn't uh, need a lot of help because they really very quickly understood the value of what we were doing and how to use the platform and uh, how to spend the money they received etc so I have to tell you that people are know a lot more than what we think they, they know when it comes to benefiting for their lives. 
I was really interested to hear about the radio. I'm curious, what is the least digital thing that you have done to promote digital? We work with the post office. You know, the post office, you have post offices in the, in, in everywhere in, in Togo, and, and the post office was deployed. They, they have some distributors. You know, when you, you, you send a mobile cash to mobile payment to, to people, some of the people want to uh, convert these electronic forms of payment into, into, into liquidity. And the post office uh, and the post office network of distributors were deployed in uh, markets to make sure that they would provide those people who wanted to cash out, they would provide them with cash. So they would wear uh, a type of vest where you would have on the one hand the logo of the post and the logo of Novici on the other hand. So the post uh, really contributed to helping us. I think, and because it was people deployed in, in, in market in some places, it's maybe the least digital means that we used. This data on literacy is a little old, but in 2015, Togo had a 64% rate of literacy. How did you deliver these cash transfers to people who are not literate? In every family, in every household here, there is at least one person who are literate. So uh, sometimes when the people, they are not literate, every time there is one person who can help us and i think that's also one of the one of the lesson lesson from from uh, from noviti is the fact that um, everywhere literacy is not the 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 main barrier today uh, uh, to promote digital in the africa continent minister lawson something that you said really uh, stuck with me in terms of having a program that has been delayed and delayed and now the crisis hit and things just get unlocked I'm curious, having designed and launched the MISI program in 10 days, what other projects might you have in a pipeline that you wish to accelerate now moving forward? So, so many, so many projects, you have no idea. So there is this Yolim mobile uh, wallet and loans to farmers. We also have in the pipeline the biometric uh, ID for all the, uh, all the Togolese which comes with a challenge because it's difficult to deploy people um, on the ground um, because uh, of the COVID crisis. So we, are, we have to find creative ways to do so. But we also have other projects in terms of helping uh, SMEs. I think that these are a few projects that we could have on the, on the pipeline. There is also, you know, right now the airports are uh, closed and we will reopen them soon. So we, and we want to implement a strategy by which uh, we test people on arrival and departure out of the airport of, of Lomé. So we want to make sure that we have a platform so that people don't get delayed too much. And so it's going to be using digital. We're working on it uh, like crazy these days to make sure that the platform is ready. You know, before that, um, it, 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 and it's still, of the case until the, the platform is up and running that when you would arrive to in, in, in Togo you would have to fill a paper-based form and now we're all digitizing all the formalities when you come within uh, in, in, in Togo so what we know is that a lot of the processes that we we have today are going to be 
change from one day to another just because we need to be you know up to speed uh, in solving this crisis and i'm sure that if it was not for the covid crisis it would have taken months to get you know the airport to want to change and and to include uh, whomever and whomever and right now every time we have an issue it's all hands on deck and we have to make it happen quick and everybody works because there is no time to argue so that's very good Minister Sina Lawson, Shigun Bakari, I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us. It's been fantastic having you as part of the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're very proud that something that is homegrown could be uh, interesting for people worldwide. I, I think it's a great honor for us. Thank you very much. That was Sina Lawson, Minister of Postal Affairs and Digital Economy in the Togo government, and Shigun Bakari, the senior advisor to the Togo president, speaking about Novisi, a fully digital cash transfer scheme aimed at workers in the informal sector.